Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, November 1st, 2021, and this is day 1332 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you. We honor you with our whole heart. Lord, I thank you so much for equipping us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us for this day. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your peace and your joy uh, that is our strength. Lord, I ask that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is shamelessly get yours. Don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. It is time for you to take back what the, what the enemy has stolen for you, from you, or at least he's tried to steal from you over and over again. It is time to shamelessly get yours. We're going to be coming out of Luke chapter 18, verses 35 through 43. Luke 18, 35 through 43, and it says, As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. So typically back in those days, and even now, we will see people that um, may be uh, struggling, that may have uh, certain challenges or disabilities that they deal with. Well, in those days, they had to resort, most resorted to begging, okay, for a, just to survive. Uh, so verse 36 says, when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. Now, it was because he was blind, but he could hear extremely well. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw, when all the people saw it, they also praised God. Mm, what tenacity, right? What courage, what um, a sense of urgency this man had. And there was something else about him. We're going to, we're going to cover it. You know, I, I, one of my notes I wrote here, sometimes we have to do something that we've never done before to get our blessing. Something that we've never done before that we, we would have never pictured ourselves doing. It, is, it would be nothing illegal, nothing harmful to others or yourself, but it's something that would take you out of your comfort zone. Point number one, 
You better take what belongs to you. All right. Don't believe the lies from your enemy, Satan. This blind beggar took full advantage of his opportunity to reach out to Jesus for his healing. Since he couldn't see, he asked, what's going on? Once the crowd told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, he shouted unashamedly to the Lord. But he did not call Jesus by the same name that the crowd did. He called him Jesus, son of David, which meant he understood that Jesus was the Messiah that they all had been waiting on. But they had not grasped that yet. However, this blind man, which they called the blind, a blind beggar, he got it. He knew. He couldn't see physically, but he saw much more clearly spiritually than they could ever see. He knew his time had come, so he shouted even louder. You see, many of those following Jesus had seen him do miracles, but still did not recognize him as the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Although this man was blind physically, he was full of vision spiritually. How's your spiritual sight? Can you see that your healing, your blessing, your miracle is right before you? This man's faith in Jesus healed him. Point number two. Look at some of the things that stood. These are some of the things that stood out uh, to me. Uh, that this man used, okay? So what he did. Number one, he asked questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I don't care who it is or what they what they say. I was at a, uh, oh, like a, a workshop. It was a workshop last week. It was amazing. It was put on by a, a grantor uh, in the city. And it was just... Uh, magnificent, one of the best I've been to in a long time where they're sharing about um, how their organization is changing the way uh, that they uh, require their grantees to apply and how they are looking at uh, uh, equity and inclusion and <clears throat> really broke it down. And at the end of the workshop, you know who was right up there <laughs> to speak to the two women that were that were uh, sharing? Yeah, I was. I'm like, I'm getting what's mine. I'm getting it. I had to go up and I had questions. And after speaking with the um, CEO or executive director, I think she, you know, that she was over the organization. She took my card and said, I'm going to pass your information on to so-and-so because it sounds like you all have a lot in common. And it just blessed my heart. But she wouldn't have done it if I hadn't gone up and asked. She didn't know me from Adam. So I asked questions. Number two, he called on Jesus by acknowledging him for who he was. You know, and when we call on the Lord, we acknowledge him for who he is. He is the savior of the world. When we call on the Lord, we call on God, our Abba Father. We say, hallow Hallowed be thy name, glorifying him first. Number three, he did not settle for less by asking the people for money 
Once he knew the true healer, true provider, true Messiah was in his his midst, he didn't ask for their money. (laughs) He was going for the gusto. He's like, "Uh uh-uh, I need my healing. Then I can go make my own money, right? Number four, he was determined to get his no matter what. Even though they said, be quiet, shut up, man. You're, 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 you're uh, embarrassing us. Be quiet. You know, these are some of the things that I would imagine that they said. It says in the Bible, they said, be quiet. Rebuked him. You know, stop it. You, you're wrong. You're out of line. He, he shouted even louder. <laughs> Number five, because of his faith, he was healed. So by faith, you know, He had enough faith to go and ask and to shout it out. That was the beginning of showing his faith. And he carried it out to the end until the blessing was done. He knew something was about to happen. He was determined that something was going to take place. And he had the faith to do what it took to get him to that point. And then number six, Others were blessed because of his shameless faith. Others at the end, as you see, he immediately received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God, you know, thanking God for his blessing. And then when everyone else saw it, they also praised God. So they weren't doing that yet, but they started doing it because of him. And others are watching you. And they, too, will begin to be blessed and and praising the Lord and showing their faith as well, growing in their faith. You know, I had to do something. This must have been five years ago, and I didn't have to do it, but I chose to. It was totally out of my comfort zone. Number one, I what I did, I had to drive, um, you know, a good two-plus hours Uh, out of the city by myself. I had, it was a retreat for women uh, who were believers in the Lord, but it was kind of like a a place to be uh, restored and to grow in your ministry. Uh, And there were a group of women. Dr. Joyce Wallace heads this up as Esther's house or Esther's place, this beautiful Victorian home that she bought outside of Kansas City a couple of hours away that you go, and I can't give you all the details because if you ever go, I don't want to ruin your experience. So (laughs) when I went though, uh, they had everything just immaculately laid out. It was just a small group of women that would go, usually no more than 10. And when I went, it may have been about six or seven of us. And the one thing I did not do, I didn't really hang out closely like that with women, except for my own sisters and and a handful of friends. But spending the night, we spent the night, two nights, uh, and it was blocking out everything, blocking out the world. And I pressed my way to get there, not knowing what was going to happen. But I knew God was there. I knew God would meet us there. I knew God is with us. He's in us all along. But I knew he had something for me. And uh, I'll tell you, it was the most incredible uh, change, spiritually uh, growth I could have ever experienced in my life that helped me uh, to this day, you know, and I had been 
a believer and and uh, gone through deliverance and gone through joyful, you know, praise the Lord and, and sitting under many uh, great uh, pastors, leaders, evangelists, and hearing them speak and well, for the last 40 years. And uh, this experience was one that it was time for it. And um, these uh, these women of God uh, ministered to me and the other women unlike I've ever seen before in my life, this one-on-one kind of thing and sharing things, prophesying to us things that God had given them for us specifically, and they had prayed for us like prior to us even getting there. And um, I won't go into uh, the specifics, but it changed my life, spiritual growth in Christ, and catapulted me to where I am right now, doing what I'm doing right now, and diving in deep into what God has called me to do. And I am so grateful. My daughter-in-law was serving on the with these women, and uh, she wasn't there when I went, though. But she encouraged me year after year. Mom, you ought to go. Mom, you ought to come. And and I'm like, okay, I will. Okay. And so one day she said, Mom, I've got a pass for you if you want to go. It's like a scholarship, and uh, if you'd like to go, you can go with my scholarship. And I took her up on it finally, and. You know, my husband was good with it, and uh, I drove myself because he usually drives. He, you know, he drives us out of town and all that. <laughs> but I took myself and came back, and it was just an amazing, an amazing time. And I'm so grateful to God for, um, you know, allowing me to do it and blessing me so much through that process. Now, understand this: God is no respecter of persons. What he's done for one, what he's done for me, he'll do for you. What he's done for you, he'll do for others. It's a matter of our faith. How much do we want it? We need to go take it. We need to at least get to the point where God is leading us. He said, you go, you do this and I'll meet you there. Whatever that is he's showing you to do. Don't don't be ashamed, but shamelessly get what God has for you. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.